Welcome back to 1001 Greatest Love Stories. This is your host from Australia, Erica Tippett. In today's interview, we'll meet Suya, who travelled all the way from Canada to Australia to study a PhD and unexpectedly fell in love. Hear about her experience with speed dating, the importance of care and trust in a relationship, how to work through the inevitable conflicts, and why you should never give up hope even if you think love has passed you by. Hi, Sia. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Erica. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I thought I'd just get you to introduce yourself. Uh, My name is Suya Lee, and I'm a Korean-Canadian. I've been living in Australia since 2011, and until I met Steve, I was single, never married, and I'm 59 now. Okay, thank you. So how did you meet Steve? Coming to Australia, I didn't know anybody, didn't have any friends or anything, not even classmates, because all my classmates were much younger than me. Okay. (laughs) And so I checked on Groupon, and there was a speed dating voucher website called Fast Impressions, and they had one for older people, like myself. (laughs) And I thought, okay, I've never done this. So I thought, oh, why not? And less than 100 bucks. And you get unlimited bubbles and hors d'oeuvres. And so a little bit of... What could go wrong? Exactly. Just a little fun night out. So I bought it. I went. I I got dressed up, did my hair, makeup, and got my nails done. And then I went there. And of course, I was the only non-white person there. Okay. And I was the shortest person there. (laughs) They were already in a circle talking to each other, all the, the men and women, And the circle looked pretty tight, so I stood off to the side, and I picked up a a flute, and Steve came over and said hello to me. And he said, oh, there's some hors d'oeuvres. Would you like some? So he went and got the plate of hors d'oeuvres, came back, and I took one, and he brought it back, and we started talking just five, ten minutes before the event actually started. Okay. And then... I went to go get a seat, number seven, my favorite number, I think. So as you know about speed dating, the ladies usually sit down and the men rotate every, I think, seven minutes for this night, for this Mm -hmm. group. And then he came and we had a great conversation about horse racing and just horses in general. Mm -hmm. And he asked if he could leave his coat because I sat at an end, a sofa, and I said, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. And, of course, it was a red lumber jacket, like very Canadian. And then at the end, you fill out everybody's form, mm-hmm. who you want. And I learned a trick. In speed dating, you just pick everybody. So you just check mark all the, the 12 men, because then they'll exchange emails. And then maybe we can go out for coffee or dinner or whatever. So that's what I did. I checked them all off. And then I got an email the next morning saying I was the most popular lady. They all picked me because they were doing the same thing. It's a numbers game. <laughs> but the ladies weren't doing what I was doing because, you know, they picked only three or four of the top choices. Yeah. You know, the men, they just pick everybody. Just swipe, swipe <laughs> yes <laughs> for everything. So that's what I did. I did, like, I guess the men's trick. And Steve, of course, popped up in my email as one of the men. <laughs> And so we started going out on dates. I was going out on dates with all of them. (laughs) Just coffee or, you know, lunch, dinner. 
nothing serious. And then one time he came to pick me up at the apartment in downtown Melbourne, and he brought some flowers, beautiful white flowers from his garden. And I just, you are a gardener? You grow these flowers? And he said, yes. Would you like to come and see? <laughs> I was like, yes, of course. You have a garden. I'd love to see your garden. And then he asked me not to date the other men, that if we could be exclusive. Okay. And I said, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> I didn't say yes right away. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be too easy. So what happened also is that I had to get an operation at the hospital in about two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. And as I was dating all the men, I would say, I have to go for an operation. Steve was the only one that said, I'll take care of you. Oh, that's so sweet. Yes. You can come and stay at my house and one week, two weeks, three weeks a month, and that I'll take care of you and make sure you're okay. I had a medical excuse university, so I took off three months mm -hmm. to heal. And so I moved in with Steve with just one suitcase. And he said, what's your favorite food? I'll go shopping for all your favorite foods That's and so I'll nice. cook for you. I could not believe it. I was like shocked, who does this anymore? <laughs> And so I did tell him, please excuse my behavior. I'll be in a lot of pain. So if I'm yelling, shouting, you know, asking you to take me to the bathroom, <laughs> I might not be so nice. And he said, oh, no problems. And then after one week, we were sitting, having breakfast in his kitchen. And he asked me, do you like living here? And I said, yes, it's a very nice house. It's just a regular average single story house. Mm. Then he said, would you like to stay here permanently? Wow, after one week? After one week. After my bad behavior. <laughs> were you in a good state of mind? Or were you no, still, like, I was medicated. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably getting off the morphine. <laughs> and he said, okay, so you have to tell your roommates back at the apartment. <laughs> and so we did that step by step. And within, I think, two weeks, I moved everything in. Wow. And he didn't want me to leave. He takes care of me. He does the grocery shopping. He does the vacuuming, dishwashing. I do some cooking, but we prepared uh, lunch today together. And then, you know, he goes, oh, have you been here to this town? I'll take you there. And it's like, all of a sudden, I was like a tourist as well. Wow. And he was my tour guide. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been to all the little towns including seeing the, the little penguins in Port Phillip Island, all of this. And I was like, nobody does this. People, after one year, after the honeymoon phase, they go, oh, you go by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but he turned out to be a dream come true. Yeah. And then he supported me while I was going to university and everything. And then he goes, if you want to write, you can just write after I graduated. And I was like, oh. And he says, oh, don't worry about it. Because it's his house. It's all paid for. It's his car. It's all paid for. <laughs> so, and he's retired, so he likes to travel. Wow. And so if there's a travel companion, meaning me, yeah. <laughs> why not go on a trip, a road trip, or go up to Queensland and see his adult children? Oh, his yeah. children live up there? Yeah. Yeah. So after about five or six years, I suggested that we get married. Okay. 
And he he kind of poo-pooed that idea because he liked the arrangement. Because <laughs> right now he's 77, so it's like, do I get married now in my 70s? So but what had happened was, um, since I'm Canadian, my visa was coming up. And he didn't want me to leave Australia. Yeah. I was on a student visa. Right. And the visa for partners is a different visa. And it's more strident. They want photographs, plane tickets, cruise tickets, all of this. Yeah. You know, with our names on it together over the years that this is a real relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stay in Australia with you. And we do this. And he paid for the partner visa, which was almost $8,000. Wow. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. It was like 7700 Yeah. We did that. And then... I suggested we get married. <laughs> I've never been married. I'm like, gosh, I'm 59 now. We've been married 2019. <laughs> wow. So I thought if I'm going to get married, it's only to one person. Right. I don't want to get married seven times. Sure. And divorce seven times because that's a lot of stress. Yeah. We're both old. <laughs> It's not like he's not going to find some other 77-year-old lady <laughs> to cheat on me with. <laughs> so I just thought, let's just, you know, jump the gun and do this. Don't have a, an engagement that is like three, four, five, six years. <laughs> let's just get engaged and get married. Yeah. And that's what we did. So how did you talk him around? He was Think not keen. Yeah. First, he wasn't keen. This is before or around the partner ship visa right and then afterwards once we got once we were approved and everything oh i think he just realized the partnership visa is like a marriage certificate <laughs> you've already committed yeah you're yeah, you're, you're only yeah <laughs> because now the government says to steve you're responsible for this person that you sponsored for the next 20 years wow yeah i can't go on welfare so <laughs> And so he just thought, okay, let's, let's just do it then. So that's how it all came because it was already legalized according to the Australian government. Yeah. So what's the other step? A marriage certificate. Yeah. Yeah. So would you call Steve your one true love? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have had boyfriends in the past who have asked to marry me and I said yes. And then, you know, a year later, two years later, nothing happens. <laughs> you're just still engaged okay <laughs> and then you bring it up and they they have forgotten about it <laughs> it wasn't on their radar anymore <laughs> they've gotten to know you <laughs> i guess and it was like oh you know well, this isn't working out after all or you know i don't see myself growing old with you for the next 50 years and just stuff like that yeah so i just said okay goodbye um we'll go our own separate ways and stuff like that Sometimes I hear back from my ex-boyfriends yeah, and they've gone through like two divorces already. I'm like, that's the headache I did not want. Right. You know, people just get married, get divorced, get married, get divorced like this. That's not something I want. When I look back on my life, yeah, you know, just you date for three years and if it works out, good, then you keep going. If not, then you break off. So three years is, is a good time to tell. I think what the future will probably hold. I think you have to live together for at least a year to tell. I think you have to know somebody's moods, 
their cleanliness, their household habits, shopping habits, um, secrets will come out. Things hidden under the carpet. Yeah. And you have to meet their family. When I met Steve's adult children up in Queensland, they were very welcoming. Uh, they were very nice to me. Mind you, they're older. They got kids as well and stuff like this. So it's not a 20-year-old 20 20 son anymore. Yeah. So they got a family, their own family. So they realized that we had been together, Steve and me, for quite some time now. So it's not a fly-by-night thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that I wasn't looking just to stay in Australia. Right. Because I could have... Convenience. Yes, yeah. for convenience. I could have gone back to Canada or back to the United States where I can also live. And so it was, it, I stayed for love. Yeah. Because I love Steve. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how about your friends and family? Okay. So you came to Australia for study? Yeah. I was going to do my PhD mm -hmm. and I did that and I graduated. and no small task yes as <laughs> anybody can attest to but I didn't I didn't expect to fall in love and stay here and get married actually I've forgotten about marriage <laughs> <laughs> I was like how old was I 49 48 years old when I got here yeah so you know my parents also commiserated with me saying the ship has sailed all this you're old you don't have any children. You're not going to get any children. What, what do you want to get married for anyways? There's <laughs> nothing left. <laughs> so, you know, my parents have been through all of my ex-boyfriends. And they go, all of them were not good enough for you. You know, right. it, it didn't last. Yeah. Yeah. They they weren't committed um, or telling me I wasn't committed. <laughs> so all of those came to the surface and I just said, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. This is working out and to be. Yeah. So um, I'm not saying I lost hope or I had given up. Yeah. But I just thought, okay, I'll just put that on the back burner. It's not a priority anymore. I, I'm in my late forties. This is not happening. Yeah. So my parents suggest I go do my PhD. So I came here to Australia mm -hmm. and during the classes and the research, I realized that I wasn't connecting with the much younger students. <laughs> they were treating me like their mother. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't inviting me out for drinks. When the class went for drinks, I was not invited. <laughs> I don't understand though, you're a fun person. I know. Why? <laughs> I started going on online dating and then this fast impression speed dating came up. And then I just thought, oh. We'll be back to our interview right after these sponsor messages. And now, back to our interview with Suya. This, this person cares about me. Yeah. That's the number one criteria. Yeah. Because nobody else does. Nobody else cares about me except for my parents. I'm an only child, so I don't have any siblings. Mm -hmm. I thought, I'll give this a shot. It turned out to be the right decision. Yeah. Yes. So you took a chance. Yes. And I'm glad that, you know, he took a chance on me. 
Yeah. As well. And I still remember the the flowers from his garden, his white flowers, that he gave to me. And I just thought, they're not store-bought. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, they just say, oh, just pick a bunch. Yeah. And uh, wrap it up. From the hop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he clipped the flowers especially for me. Yeah. Put them, put a, a nice ribbon on it. I was, I was shocked. <laughs> I had never had anybody give me flowers from their garden before. Wow. And now I do that whenever I go to someone else's place. You know, you bring some flowers, you I'm know, for sorry dinner. sorry I didn't bring you flowers. I've so many beautiful roses in my garden. Oh. <laughs> I love Next roses. Time. <laughs> yes, yes. So I didn't think about it this morning. Yeah. So what do you think it is, Steve, apart from the fact that he really cared about you, what else has made you love him? He doesn't want to break up. He he doesn't believe in that. He wants to work it out. Right. So if you have a discrepancy about, you know, how we should raise the dog or whatever, yeah. or which places to go, those little conflicts are minuscule. It's just day to day. He thinks that it's it's normal. So it's not a big deal. He doesn't believe in cheating. <laughs> so doesn't believe in breaking up. It's it's a unit, yeah. a family unit. So when he says, oh, let's go on vacation, where would you like to go? It's a discussion. Right. It's not that he wants to go there and I want to go there. See you later. We both go on different trips. He likes it to be a family unit, so yeah. we go together. But usually he just says, wherever you want to go, I'll go too. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to eat, I'll eat too. <laughs> so he's easygoing in that way. Yeah. And so in his mind, this relationship, this marriage is forever. He He believes in the vows that this is, he's been married before and divorced before. His wife divorced him. Okay. And I asked him why. And at first he, he didn't want to talk about it. And he says, I don't know. And I think the marriage just fell apart because neither person was working at it. Right. Um, he said he didn't cheat and his ex-wife didn't cheat. They grew um, apart? Yes, they just grew apart. And they were young, very young. When they got married, 20, 21? But they were from a different generation. So so now people get married much later, not at 20 and 21. People want careers first or to go on to the single scene first and then think about marriage. Yeah. Um, from his generation, it was always about marriage and children marriage and family. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they grew up together in their 20s. Yeah. And so they had to discover everything together. And obviously it didn't work out. And then she moved out and she took the children up to Queensland. They followed her. And he stayed here to be with his friends. And he had a job here that he loved. He worked for the government and he got paid very well. And he said, I don't think I can find another job up there just to be with the kids. Right. And the kids were like teenagers by then. Yeah. So he he thought, I'll just stay here and go and visit them. And that's what he did. And then his friends and his co-workers said, why don't you go find yourself a girlfriend? 
go on online dating, but it wasn't successful. He said he met some ladies online and during speed dating, but it didn't work out. And he tried to be open-minded and I'm the first non-white person he's dated <laughs> and we just seem to get along. And being in Australia, there's a lot of Asians, Asian Australians. So he saw lots of mixed couples. And so it wasn't a concern for him at all, or at least that's what he's told me. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked him, did he date when they were separated? And he said, no. And then I, then he got, they got divorced. I said, did you date? He said, no. I said, you doing? <laughs> he said he was working and he would go visit friends, you know, for meals or whatever, go to the local pub. And I, I think he did say that one of his friends, when he was in his fifties, tried to set him up on a blind date. Okay. And they did have a few dates. But she did not want to move in to his house. And she was more concerned about her teenage daughter. Okay. She had to focus on her daughter first before Steve. Mm -hmm. And so she did not want to be a family unit per se. Yeah. And so they that were looking did not. For different things. They were, yes. Yeah. And she was obviously in her. 40s or 50s at that time as well, closer in age to Steve at that time. And so he thought, oh, this isn't working out. I'm not lucky in love either. <laughs> so we both had a similar thought. Yeah. And then it wasn't until his friends and his ex-co-workers pushing him to go on online dating and speed dating that he finally, you know, dipped his toe into the water. Yeah. If he hadn't listened then I would have never met him. Yeah. Yeah. And have there been any big challenges along the way? You said that, you know, conflict is is not an issue because you talk and you resolve things and you're a team, so you do things together. Uh, I have to clarify, we have gone for couples counselling mm -hmm. because I have wanted to leave. Okay. <laughs> and he didn't want me to leave. <laughs> He's... 17 years older than me so he's a little bit set in his ways so when he does the dishes he does them in a certain way when he washes the dishes and I don't think it's good enough it's just he just dips the dish in the dishwasher rinses it out and then puts it on the rack no scrubbing no scrubbing and I kept saying oh you have to do it this way and he'd say I want to do it my way. Okay. I'm doing this, so I get to do it my way. And I say, okay. And the next morning, I check the dishes, and they're all greasy, and they got bits of food on it. And I'd show it to him, and then he'd get upset. i get upset, and I'd say, if I did the cooking, you have to do the dishes. But you have to make sure the dishes are clean, <laughs> not just dipping it in water. Yeah. And then we have a big blow up and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And I go, no, no, I want to leave <laughs> because this is the third argument about dishes. Right. And I can't have this same argument for 20 years, yeah. <laughs> you know, until I'm in my 80s or 70s and you're in your 90s. This can't go on. 
So I want to leave. And he goes, no, no, you can't leave. We'll work it out. And then that's when I say, we can't work it out because it's our third argument about washing dishes. We'll have to go to couples counseling. Mm -hmm. And he goes, okay. And so we've been to couples counseling a few times with different therapists. Okay. Yeah. And they're all trying to help us. Mostly they're trying to help Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Because if I relate this dishwashing argument, it doesn't make sense to them either, (laughs) to the therapist. (laughs) So little things, but not enough to break up. Right. Yeah. There's no cheating going on. I'm not a drug addict. He's not a drug addict or an alcoholic. I don't beat him up and he doesn't me up. Yeah. Yeah. So it those big red flags aren't in our relationship. Yeah. It's just the little ones. Small things. Small things. Yeah. They can build up yeah. and they have to be solved when it happens as well. So he, he tells me, if I need to say something, I have to say it right then. Don't hold it back. What does it look like for the road ahead? Do you think that your relationship is strong enough to tackle all these small challenges and and be the people that you need to be for each other? I think so. We've been together since 2013, so that's 11 years now. And so we've weathered a lot of little problems together. My philosophy for relationships is that if they don't have your back, even if you're fighting (laughs) and they don't have your back, that's a red flag. Mm. As long as they have your back, then I think it's worthwhile to continue on with this relationship, work at it. I think it's very hard if somebody cheats in a marriage, that the trust is broken and it's hard to get back the trust. The saying, a leopard doesn't change its spots, is true, I think, 99% of the time. I've also had girlfriends who cheated on their husbands. And I said, what's wrong with your husband? (laughs) You know, one of the common things is it's not exciting. Right. Yeah, the relationship's not exciting anymore. And I said, well, you're not exciting because you didn't make it exciting. You're both boring. You're bored and you're both boring. I take that. Oh, offended a lot of people with that comment. You know, both of you have to give 100% towards the relationship itself. And if you find somebody cuter, more exciting, or whatever, or richer than your husband, then then there was something wrong there to begin with. Yeah. You know, and it blows my mind. Just get a divorce and then go fool around with as many men as you like. And I've also had a girlfriend who dated a married man. And I said, what was, what was the thing? And she said, oh, there was a deep connection. I said, so he didn't have a deep connection with his wife? Oh, no, no. And, and of course, she was dropped within a year right. as the, the, the other woman. And I said to her, you're not the first and you won't be the last other woman. Right. And she, she almost hated me for saying that. I said, you were just filling a gap in their marriage because his marriage wasn't exciting and you were something new and shiny. You were exciting until, until you, you weren't. Left. Yeah. And so now he's gone back to his wife for a few years. And then he's going to find some other nice shiny woman he can suck her into. And she was 
so offended that I didn't side with her. I said, I'm just looking at it from an outsider's point of view, what the statistics are and what I can see at play. Mm -hmm. Both of you are middle-aged, you're not young. So you know about life, you know, you're not 20. Yeah. And this is your first relationship. You're a divorced woman yourself. And so you know what's going on. Your husband cheated on you before. So you, you know what's going on. And to her defense, she said that her husband married that other woman and that they were still together at that time. I haven't asked her since. <laughs> and I, I said to her, so that's what you thought this was going to happen. And I don't think she answered. Mm. I think she was so upset she, she could have started crying because that's not what happened. Right. The opposite happened. She was used. Yeah. And um, that was it. That's, that's all he thought of her because he went back to his wife. He went back to his wife every night. Mm. And, and then really went back to his wife when he broke up with her. And I said, you know, maybe he had somebody else replacing you as the other woman with another other woman. And that blew her mind as well. Are you still friends? Yes. We're still That's friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I didn't cheat on her. <laughs> it can be hard, though. Yeah. It, it was hard. And people hear the truth. To, yeah. to hear the truth. But she wanted my sympathy, and I wasn't going to give it to her. Because I've also been cheated on. I've never cheated on anybody. But I've been cheated on. So I know what it felt like. So it was actually, in my mind, I was the wife. Right. I was sympathizing with the wife. I used to be a long-term girlfriend who was cheated on. I thought this girlfriend of mine back in Canada, I connected her with the cheating other woman. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't get to where she needed sympathy for herself. So she came to the wrong person. And just as a last question, do you have any advice for your younger self before coming to Australia? Is there anything that you would tell yourself now that you've learned or the experiences you've had, you just had to have and work through? I think the latter part, because if I was married or had been married before three times and divorced three times, I probably would not be in a frame of mind to meet Steve or be with him. Mm -hmm. uh, I would probably, for myself, be more guarded. So looking back at all my relationships, I had to go through them all before I could meet Steve mm. and then get married in my 50s. I was 55 just doing the calculation in my head. So anybody can still have hope for true love. I found true love at 55 in another country that I wasn't even thinking about, you know, until my parents suggested it. I wasn't even thinking about visiting Australia, let alone going to a university here. So I say, don't give up hope. Love can still be there for you. Just try to be open to it. And don't hold yourself back. Very yeah. wise advice. Yes, thank <laughs> Thanks, you. <laughs> thank you, Erica. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Suya. 
Perhaps she made you think about the red flags in your relationship, if you have any, or what advice you would give a friend who is in a relationship with a married man or woman. Hopefully Suya inspired you never to give up on true love. Do you have a story you would like to share? We are looking for more folks to interview for this podcast. Please get in touch with me, your host, Erica Tippett. Email me, admin at ericatippett.com. That's Erica with a C and Tippett, T-I-P-P-E-T-T. I'd love to hear from you. That's all for now. Thanks again.